Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday. Thank God it's Friday, the 15th of December. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, it is coming up to 11.45 on Friday morning. Fair to say the market has kicked on again uh, following that 120-point rally yesterday. We're up another 61 points this morning, or 0.8 of a percent. 74.39. It does feel as if there's a bit of a short squeeze going on in some stocks and a bit of FOMO happening, especially in some of the lithium plays. And we are seeing some quite big moves in thin volumes. What we do tend to see at this time of year is that sellers dry up, that they take uh, a little bit of a break, and we are seeing that at the moment. And when the sellers dry up, the buyers step in and the market gets pushed higher and higher. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see our market banging on the door of 7,600 before the new year, but uh, we shall see. Everything in the garden is uh, relatively rosy at the moment. Uh, We're still seeing uh, that uh, hangover or the opposite effect, I guess, the celebration of the U.S. pivot in our market. And uh, we have underperformed considerably world markets, mainly because we are a commodity-based market and we are a commodity-based economy. And that has really sort of uh, kept a dampener on things in terms of the market. We are very much geared to China. However, our big three, which are in the iron ore space, are doing very, very well. That iron ore price $135 a tonne in American dollars, real dollars, not kangaroo dollars, uh, has really uh, galvanized that sector. Fortescue, another record high up 1.8% this morning. Rio and BHP really driving things home as well. They are the big movers today. 2.5% for Rio, 2.4% for BHP. BHP nearly 50 bucks. That is probably an all-time high or at least pretty close to it. And when you consider they sold off their oil and gas assets, or sorry, gave them oil and gas assets to uh, Woodside in exchange for shares, uh, that is probably pretty much all-time highs. Rio's also in that space. And we are seeing a bounce back in lithium once again, something we have talked about in the newsletter ad nauseum, I guess, to some extent, with those short positions. And crowded trades, what a wonderful thing they are. You have to imagine that with 623 million shares shorted in Pilbara, there are very few people left in the world that would be prepared to add to that. In fact, that has been coming off. Pilbara up 4.2% this morning. Now, I know that many people talk about the horrible year that Pilbara have had, but actually from uh, this time last year to this time this year, uh, they're looking pretty much unchanged. In fact, a very little change. So although there's 623 million shares shorted, the stock price hasn't really changed. And we are seeing a little bit of a pickup in carbonate prices in China, a bit of a short squeeze there. They may well have achieved what they set out to achieve. And also something that I've written about quite uh, consistently for the last little while is the US view of lithium is very much biased towards Tesla. Uh, BYD etc. does not really figure in the whole US EV lithium kind of uh, story. Uh, They are very biased towards Tesla. They see Tesla cutting prices. That means that demand is falling. Now, there is no doubt that demand has slowed. And we have seen that 
but demand in China, I think BYD figures were still up 31% year on year in terms of electric vehicle and hybrid sales. So although demand has slowed and the US still is a tough nut to crack as far as EVs go and the US investor is voting with its feet in terms of uh, shorting Pilbara, etc., and also probably the actual physical metal in China, uh, there are certainly some signs that uh, maybe all is not lost in that sector and certainly some short covering happening at the moment. We've got Core Lithium up uh, 10.4%. Chalice, well, that is the uh, the chalice from the palace, the, the, uh, the mortar from the pestle and the vessel that is true or the brew that is true. They're up 9.4% today. We're also seeing uh, the likes of Alchem up 4.6%. So we are seeing some action in those lithium and critical metal spaces. Equally, uh, Linus has had a bit of a pickup today as well. They're up 3.5%. IGO, which I read uh, a report from uh, Canacot Genuity the other day, with a price target of 7 bucks. Well, they're up 2.6%. They even had that at spot prices for IGO. This is due to the uh, Cosmos and the nickel strategy looks a bit light on. Western areas was always going to be a problem. It was The market knew that. IGO were just finding out. Uh, but they're saying that at spot commodity prices, the valuation for IGO drops to $4.91. Here we are at $8.59. So make your own mind up on that one in terms of uh, Canaccord genuity talking that. But the big one today, that iron ore really helping the market. Banks not doing quite so well today, although ANZ up 1.4%. Macquarie's just turned around from being down to being up 0.4%. We're also seeing some rebound in oil and gas stocks. Woodside up 0.8%. Santos uh, doing well. That is the one with the leverage. Uh, Woodside, the big brother in any kind of merger there. There is talk that uh, we won't see much action until February, but we'll see. Santos up 2.5% today. The rest of the market pretty flat in the industrial part of the world. Healthcare a little bit flat as well. REITs somewhat mixed. Uh, insurers bouncing back. We are seeing gold stocks doing better as well today. We did see the gold price higher uh, overnight on the back of that lower US dollar. Currently, Dow Futures not doing an awful lot, I have to say. Consolidation, the name of the game. Dow Futures up 13 points and NASDAQ Futures up 7 points. But it has been, yet again, as I say, a big day on the ASX. We are playing catch-up. We have been a disappointing market this year, even Argentina, which I suspect a lot of this is currency-related. The best-performing market this year, 49%, but even Spain and Greece up 26-odd percent. So that is of interest. News out this morning as well. We've had the ACCC blocking the Helios uh, takeover from uh, ACL. Um, I have to say the market was always of the impression that that was going to be problematic. As a result, Helios has barely moved. ACL has barely moved. Uh, the, a, or the EGM has been cancelled. And um, Australian clinical labs have taken their bat and ball and they're going off into the sunset with nothing more to say on the matter. It was always a problem. Uh, Helios has done a capital raise in the meantime. It's had a trading downgrade. Uh, we've had a few new shareholders uh, in the company as well, uh, supporting things. So it has been never really on the cards. It certainly wasn't one of my Harry Kane stocks. Uh, the Harry Kane portfolio or those stocks under takeover is predominantly in simple takeover situations that do not have a script 
alternative or a script uh, bid. This one did have a script bid and not a, a straight cash bid, unlike things like Voltara, uh, Volpara rather, which is, uh, has got a cash bid at $1.15, trading at 109.5, or the likes of LPI, which we have in the small cap portfolio, Lithium Power International. Uh, they have a $0.57 cent bid, uh, and 53.75 is the current trading in that one. So uh, that is the reason we hold that one. Now, of course, that is a binding agreement. So that is a binding agreement from Cadelco. So that is effectively done and dusted for all intents and purposes, unless something really horrible happens in the world. But anyway, uh, so that's uh, some news. We're also seeing a little bit of uh, toing and froing in uh, Sigma. Uh, I guess the uh, the stock is down to uh, 99 and a half cents. There was always a bit of a rush of blood to the head in that one following the chemist warehouse announcement. The capital raise at 70 cents. You'd be taking some profits if you got that. I have to say they did top out, I think, at $1.35. And now the, uh, the Sigma, which we have talked about, this is a deal that is going to take quite a while to consummate. It is also going to need the approval of the ACCC. So this is by far and away not in the bag as yet, certainly not in the bag. And even if it does get approvals, it will not be going through till next year, middle of next year. So there is a long way to go in the Sigma trade. And at the moment, all the valuations I've seen on Sigma are around... Well, certainly below where they are now. 80, 90 cents are the ones that I have seen recently. So that is uh, interesting in Sigma. Certainly wouldn't be piling in that rush of blood to the head that people have uh, had on the chemist warehouse, which is a good deal. But what it does highlight as well, I guess, is the deal that West Farmers did in buying API, which is behind the Priceline uh, pharmacy chain. Uh, they bought that for a song. If you're looking at the Sigma... Chemist Warehouse being valued at $9 billion, West Farmers paid $774 million, uh, plus the estimated funding requirement for the net debt. But certainly it looks like a steal. Uh, certainly Chemist Warehouse is the behemoth, is the Goliath in the pharmacy market, but a lot of mums and dads in there as well. But it's a price line, no slouch. So it looks like West Farmers did a pretty good deal on that one. Uh, as far as uh, stuff in markets today and the, uh, the piece go, well, the strategy has not changed. We are still long and singing a song. In fact, singing a nice song at the moment. Uh, we added to our positions yesterday in the ideas portfolio. Uh, so that certainly beefed up that. The Macquarie one-stop portfolio going very well at the moment. It's a bit of a shame that we didn't get on board uh, the BHP one in a bigger size, I guess, but still, that one going pretty well, uh, so that's doing good. And the strategy portfolio with our ASX 200 beta shares ETF, the beta shares NASDAQ, the uh, IHVV, the iShares Hedged, and the REITs all doing exceptionally well. We did add yesterday GQG and Woodside. Uh, and uh, IJR, they're doing well in the ideas portfolio as well. So uh, not a bad effort at the moment. Uh, the best of the bunch in the uh, MT ideas portfolio is uh, GQG. They are going okay. Uh, financials, big winners, I guess, out of the uh, the Fed pivot. The GQG up another 2.5% 2, 2 today as well. CBA pushing on ahead. 
It's uh, only up 0.4%, but certainly things looking pretty well uh, set uh, in the ideas portfolio as well. So no particular worries there at all. Looking at stuff in my stuff today, well, yesterday I added deep yellow to the uh, portfolio. Uh, we have been talking about deep yellow for some time as one of my preferred uranium plays. Uranium at a 15-year high at the moment. 15-year high for uranium. Uh, Paladin picked up uh, around 4.2% today. Uh, deep yellow also up around 5.2% as well. So that one going well. I did also add yesterday uh, RF1, which is uh, Regal Funds Management. It's a sort of a fund of funds, a hedge fund of funds. Uh, that's down a little bit today, but we're still in the money there. And Weebit Nano, who I am uh, getting down and dirty with Kobe Hanok next week on the couch with a live on the couch coming from Israel, which will be interesting on a number of fronts, I guess. Uh, that one's only up half a percent today, but it did have a pretty good day yesterday, up around 10%. So that going well. Others going well. Good to see car bouncing on the back of the oil price. Uh, Karoon, they're up 5%. And uh, IVZ, which is Invictus Energy, they came out with an announcement this morning. Uh, I have to say, having listened to the webinar, uh, the uh, CEO, Scott McMillan, does need some serious media training. Uh, very, very technical, very confusing. He obviously didn't get the memo about keeping it simple, stupid, uh, and he certainly, the company is taking its sweet time on this. It is complicated. It is not easy. I am going to stick with it. We are long lower down, and we have taken profits along the way. Stock is down 17% today, but it is kind of volatile. It is a day trader's plaything, so uh, I'm not too worried at the moment. The, the uh, prospect in, uh, in Africa uh, does look relatively good. Uh, but it is not an easy piece of drilling uh, there. So uh, they did announce this morning significant additional gas discovery at the uh, Lower Angua formation. Uh, so that is good but uh, in Zimbabwe, but it is not an easy one. Certainly not keep it simple, stupid. Uh, just finally, uh, just in my stuff today as well, ask the analyst, of course, this evening at 5.30, your chance to ask me any question you like. We do have 300 people uh, actually uh, registered for this, so I'm expecting quite a lot of questions. I was going to do a bit of a uh, PowerPoint to kick things off with some kind of uh, ideas for 2024, but uh, given 300 people, and I suspect the questions will come thick and fast, uh, I may keep the PowerPoints to a minimum and try and answer the 2024 Outlook questions in, the, um, in what I talk about. Uh, as many of you will know who read the newsletter and who read my stuff, uh, lithium and oil are two of my out-of-sector or out-of-favour sectors that I still think hold appeal in 2024, and uh, I have talked about that. Uh, interestingly, this morning, uh, one of the uh, the pump-and-dump people, I guess, uh, or certainly one of the people that uh, loves to put out emails and get stocks moving, uh, they had this morning they were had a, a piece on global uranium and enrichment. GUE covers a multitude of bases, doesn't it? It's only a 25 million dollar company of course when these guys put this out uh, it sends the stock price higher it's up 26.4 percent only 2 million shares traded today volumes still remain a little light which i guess does concern some as the market heads up but it is that time of year sellers do back off buyers fill the void uh, this one opened at nine and a half cents uh, having closed last night at 9.1 cents 
It's currently trading at 11.5 cents. Um, they go on to explain what GUE does. It is the old uh, Akalpi Resources. Uh, they're talking uranium enrichment as well. Now, my experience of uranium enrichment goes back some 30-odd years as a shareholder of Silex. And uh, I have followed that story for some time. There's nothing more political in the world than uranium enrichment in uranium generally. So nuclear, it does get political. So um, I'm sure these guys have done their research, but um, certainly talking uranium enrichment, uranium, and sticking in the magic word for the couple of days that we've got at the moment, lithium, certainly helping their cause. Other things that I'm talking about today in my stuff, if you're interested, basically looking at what the US did in terms of that momentous pivot we've seen and the way interest rates have responded, uh, 5% down to 4% basically, the US housing market, which has long been stagnant, especially in uh, used house prices and used house uh, transactions, because everyone had locked in their mortgages at very, very low rates, and why would you move and refinance? Uh, that would kill you. Um, it's obviously really uh, hurt the housing market, but new housing has done well, and the likes of uh, James Hardy, which was my advent calendar pick last year for Osbiz, pretty much doubled uh, this year, so uh, pretty happy with that one. Of course, my advent calendar pick for Osbiz was Zip uh, Co. Now, before we all get carried away with that, I did that piece for Osbiz, that segment, back when the stock was 37.38 cents. It is now 56 cents. That was my advent calendar pick for 2024. While well, all the Christmases have come at once with that particular pick, because it is now up. Uh, considerably. You're now up 19 cents on your 37% cent entry price if you were lucky enough to get it there. That is a 51% gain. Now, for members who were reading my stuff, of course, I didn't wait for Ausbiz to put out their advent calendar piece. I actually had it in the newsletter as a buy and have been banging on about it for some time. It's up another 4.7%. Part of my uh, reasoning is that the U.S. consumer continues to spend. They are just changing the way they spend. Now, we do have regulation coming in Australia in the first half or the first quarter next year, but regulation could well cement the existing players. So I still like Zip, uh, but obviously it's up 51%. So if you got on board, well done. Happy Christmas. If you didn't, I say with the upside probably there for me would be around 70 cents, um, and we're getting there by the day up another 4.7% today. Well, that's it from me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back again on Monday with the members' exclusive podcast. In the meantime, of course, we do have the end of day podcast this afternoon. And ask the analyst as well. It will be available both as a podcast and as a video. So even if you can't make it, and I'm sure you've got better things to do on a Friday evening at 5.30, uh, then sit and listen to me waffle on. You've already listened to me waffle on today. But uh, as I say, it will be available as a podcast and as a video, so you'll still get the benefit of anything that I waffle on about. In the meantime, have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>